welcome to the Ordinary Day podcast. My name is Diane. And mon nom est Pierre. Oh, very nice. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Yep. My name is Pete. Actually, it's not Peter at all. But today, what are we going to be talking about? We are going to be talking about our recent trip to Montreal. You mean Montreal? Montreal. And how we felt about the city, thoughts on, you know, exploring traffic, events, general people there, how nice they are, that kind of thing. And maybe some of the bad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and maybe compared to some of the other cities in Canada that we have had the privilege of visiting. Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. We should make sure to have a note of that because we've been... We've been to quite a few, actually. We've done pretty mm-hmm. good between the two of us. Uh, St. John's, obviously Toronto, because we live here. Um, Vancouver, Edmonton. I mm-hmm. uh, sort of bypassed Calgary. I can't say we really know Calgary. No. Uh, You've I've, done Regina. I've been yeah, to Regina, Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we just didn't cover Yukon, Northwest Territories, PEI. Have you I've, been to I've PEI? I've been to PEI, yep. And, well, I guess Quebec City. I've been to Quebec City, actually. Oh, yeah, that. when I was 13. So Wow, so that's pretty good. So mm-hmm. we'll go, well, let's come back to that. That's going to be our subject for this episode. Yes. But as usual, let's just quickly go over what we've been up to for the last week. So, Diane, anything new for you? Uh, well, this weekend, we took a drive down to Stratford to see a Stratford play with a friend of mine. Uh, so we saw the Shakespeare play As You Like It. Mm-hmm. And it was a modern adaptation. Yes. Uh, so the theme was 1980s Newfoundland. Yeah. Which was just very interesting on its own. We're, we're a big fan in general of Newfoundland or certainly St. John's. So that was a pleasant surprise. Did you know that coming into it, that that's what it was going to be? No, or I did didn't. Or did you just think you're going to see As You Like It? I thought I was going to see like authentic Shakespeare, like that's what Shakespearean I was... costume. And I thought, you know, I was kind of excited because it's been a while since I've seen Shakespeare like that. And I thought it would be kind of fun and you're going to Stratford and in the nice theater. Yeah. But I, as you say, I love Newfoundland culture and the music. Yeah. And it was the 80s. So, I mean, we had great costume, great hair. <laughs> yeah, they didn't over-80s it, though. No. Like, uh, that was kind of more, uh, I don't want to say it was disappointing, but it was almost... Subdued? It's not subdued. It was like it was a, a, a tweak idea that wasn't fully realized, I think. Okay. Like, it, it was kind of there. Um, there are parts that worked really well. As You Like It has a sort of uh, governor or dude who's sort of taking over the area who was played by a guy who looked like an Italian mobster from an 80s film. So that was kind of mm. kind of a nice touch. He looked like he was directly out of, I don't know, uh, Scarface or something. But uh, yeah, they had the big suits, the, the giant uh, shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing is the dance moves this one girl did where she went through, I guess, a whole bunch of iconic ones. Yes, could could you name yep. five of them? I can't name five of them. I could name Thriller. Mm-hmm. And was there a moonwalk? Did yep. she try moonwalk at yep. the end? She did the crotch grab Michael Jackson and nice. even did the ooh. Uh, what else was there? I wouldn't be able to name the rest of them. Yeah. Well, the 80s is actually not a decade I'm entirely familiar with. I kind of just ignored that, I guess. wasn't mm-hmm. really paying attention. I was young, but it didn't resonate with me as much as it did with other people. Um, but overall, the show was very interesting. It had a very interactive 
element to it. Um, I haven't been to, I don't think I've been to many plays. I can't think of many that I've been to. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but this one, more than anything else I've seen, was uh, there was a lot of audience participation. And at first it was confusing because uh, you arrive there and before you're going to your seat, they're like, you need to take one of these bags. And I didn't know what that bag was for. At first it was like, is this for your garbage or is this like a goodie bag? Like, well, mm-hmm. I don't know what your reaction to that was. It was like, my initial reaction is, oh, no, thanks. I don't need more stuff. Yes. So, but they're like, no, you need to take the bag. Like the old lady got mad. It was like, you're supposed to take a bag. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sure enough, each of these bags had different things in them. Um, that uh, audience members would participate with the show and there would be different things depending on where you were sitting. Mm-hmm. Yep. I kind of saw when we were walking in that a lot of people had these bags mm-hmm. and it was more like, oh, I guess there was some, you know, promotion or something with Stratford and a bunch of people were here earlier and got a bag. Mm-hmm. And then once Sarah Johnston said, uh, you know, said this is a modern adaptation and there's audience participation, it kind of clicked that, no, no, we need to take a bag. I'm not sure why or how this is important, but grab a bag. Okay. So, so it, yeah, during the gradual. show, uh, much with theater, theater is very creative with, uh, I guess, how they set uh, settings in the background. So one of the neat things they did is outside of just changing the lighting, when they entered a wood scene, you know, the lights would turn green in the audience, but also they would have everyone in the audience hold up, if they had it in their bag, a little tree branch. And it's like, now you're in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was a point where I had something like a shepherd, and some people had uh, little sheep in their bags that when they returned would make uh, baa noises, yep. much like a sheep. And so that was kind of a clever and hilarious way <laughs> to make it more interactive and interesting. Mm-hmm. We were in the balcony, so actually we didn't really have much of anything that interesting in our bag. We had some paper crowns that yeah I, for the I, party I, kind of at the end yeah it was kind i think of if a we had out. gotten there earlier we might have gotten one of the stars yeah there, there were was stars some night for a night scenes. scene which was cool actually mm-hmm. so overall actually um i liked it i guess um i don't think i'm really into theater yeah overall mm-hmm. um i i did have a hard time uh understanding them um, it's old English language, which I did read. I did a course on it, and I remember always struggling with it even then. Like uh, I would have mm-hmm. to take so many notes just to figure out what they were actually saying. It's almost like listening to a different language. Um, I don't want to be one of those people who complain about that, though. Like It was annoying that there was like these young kids behind us, and they're like, what language are they speaking? And they were whining the whole time. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't understand this. I think they left after the first act. Um so I don't want to complain for that. Like, I, I like what they're doing, and I just think it's just something that personally is not really for me. Mm-hmm. But despite all that, I really enjoyed this one in the way that uh, it's something I wouldn't normally see. And uh, I liked how it was interactive, and it was really funny. Yes, definitely. Um, and I think they did a really good job of having kind of... Shakespeare had a character called Hyman that was responsible for kind of almost like leading you through the play. And I think they really used that character to make sure that everyone was kind of following the story. Yeah, she was helpful. And also figuring out when to bring out the props. And you know what? She was the only character that was mic'd. And maybe that's part of it too, is some of them were a little harder to hear. Um, Okay. I mean, not not too bad, but I mean, like she was very easy to hear, I Mm -hmm. found. 
and she had a very thick Newfoundland accent. Yes, it but was I had I never was once like, "What are you saying?" And she had great jokes and all that, and lots of good puns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that was what it was. I guess she wasn't using old English though. She was just speaking English. She was just speaking English. Uh, yes, so I can see how yeah, Shakespearean language can be a bit of a turn off deterrent for. Yeah. But you know what, them. despite all that, I mean, it, their body actions and everything, I mean, it was clear enough to follow. Yeah, what I, was I going on. Yeah. I got it. I mean, I think Shakespeare can get needlessly complicated, too, with his subplots and his sub-subplots. I remember that from studying days, like mm-hmm. the fact that this one was, you know, it's a comedy, so it was about uh, one couple's relationship, but of course there's a subplot about the second couple, and then it's like, well, here's mm-hmm. a third couple, and now here's a fourth couple, and this is like, okay, come on already. <laughs> <laughs> Too many! Let's just not turn this into a modern uh, comedy TV series I where do... everyone dates each other. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was the origin, the original. I, I personally, like some of the Shakespearean language does go over my head, but there's some moments where I'm like, that is just a really interesting way of saying that particular phrase or getting across that meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I enjoy it that way. But I also really enjoy reading books like Pride and Prejudice simply because I enjoy the language that they use and the writing that they use. Yeah. And I may not understand all of it, but just some of the prose is just really cool. Yeah, it's like when so, you, uh, to some degree, when you're watching Downton Abbey and just the way... Yes. Old grandma will <laughs> shed an insult on someone. It's like that's kind of more clever and funnier than just yeah. our way of insulting people with just mm-hmm. vulgar language. Yes. yes. So it's a little bit more creative. Yes. So I think that's my appreciation of it. I certainly yeah. don't follow every single sentence. But yep. No, I agree with that. Fun. Um, it's interesting, though, because we, we just did a podcast about performing arts and uh, it just happened to work out that. We went and saw another show. That's so, true. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel so cultured. So cultured, Diane. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, outside of that, in our trip to London, uh, London, there was another fun thing I wanted to bring up. Was, uh, you know, we're city people. Yes. Uh, London, Ontario is, I guess, it's a fairly sizable city. It's got a university in it. Mm-hmm. But um, I did not expect I would walk over to someone's house to watch them do uh aluminum melting in their backyard yeah over a hot flame and like just collecting cans and things like that to melt them into aluminum liquid aluminum and then create shapes and it's like this is this is the fun thing to do in the country Uh over there that was uh (laughs) that was interesting that was that was uh yeah that was a country moment for me yeah, even though the town's like got, you know, over 350,000 people in it. Yeah, and it's not like we we're far away from the city. It was just like nope. a turn off into, you know, some nice homes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, just maybe a smaller town feel about things. Yeah, got mm-hmm. to stay in uh, your friend's old family home and they're all very friendly. And I don't know, it mm-hmm. felt a lot like going to just like that old country way of living, you know? They're nice. Very, very friendly. Everyone's at the table. Mm-hmm. Lots of food and lots of stories. My goodness. Yeah. And we have history now. If I've known her family for a long time. so I'm a little worried that there, that uh, I may came, maybe came off as, I don't know, rude or mean just because I'm not a conversational kind of person. 
<laughs> you know, like they ask me a lot of questions mm -hmm. and stuff. And, and usually when people ask me a question, my, my answer is very short and then the conversation's over. <laughs> like, how's your day? Good. <laughs> All right, then. Or even my boss is like, how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? Well, yeah, I went to Montreal. And <laughs> that's where I stopped the story. It's like, I don't really give anything to uh, continue it. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Small talk is not my favorite thing. No, I think it was good. I think uh, I think you're fine. You're paying attention to everyone. Had a drink. You were being social. We played some games. You were involved. Yeah, that was all good. Good, cool. Yep. It was fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I would have I would have enjoyed a lot more if I was not super hungover. <laughs> and I think <laughs> pointing that out halfway through the day too kind helped. of helped things. Mm. Be like, oh, Pete's real tired <laughs> and has a little headache. Yeah, it was a late band night before. <laughs> Productive one. Yeah, looking forward to some good field processor material mm -hmm. in the yep. near future. You can check out the stream. We did a live Twitch stream till really, really late at night. So that's available. Twitch.tv slash field processor. Look at all the plugs. Nice. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about our subject, unless there's anything else you want to talk about for the last week. No, that's all, I think. Other than overall, we have been in a car a lot in yeah. the last nine days. Yep. Um, with this weekend's trip <laughs> to London and, yeah, last weekend, Canada Day. Drove to Montreal. <clears throat> uh, yes, so friend of mine, good friend of mine from high school, uh, was getting married. Uh, his fiance is from Montreal, so the wedding was in Montreal. And I thought it would be really cool to do a little road trip. The wedding was Sunday night, so I thought we could uh, take the Monday off. We already had Friday off for Canada Day, so made a nice long weekend. And I thought we could, you know, drive up to Montreal on the Saturday, the off day, and come home on the Monday so that we weren't stuck in the hordes of people that were also traveling during the long weekend. Yeah, and that worked really well, actually, because uh, the traffic was great on Saturday. Yes. I would say very overall. Very easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got to Montreal. I have been before visiting friends, and I had a fantastic time. You have and been I before. I have been there before <laughs> for a business trip, and I took away, I think, three things. One, graffiti everywhere. Two, kind of dirty. Mm -hmm. And three, a lot of homeless people. Yes. Continue. <laughs> so This is a chance to revisit, and, and I actually, I was also there yeah. at night, so I didn't see it really yes. during the day and, and in winter. And in winter. Uh, so I really wanted to because I know Montreal is a lovely city, I wanted you mm -hmm. to see that part of Montreal and experience some of the things that I did. Uh, so we got to Montreal, and I would say that traffic and driving was pretty great. And I, even getting to our hotel, it was like stop and go and pretty mm -hmm. congested. But I was still okay with Montreal traffic at that point. Okay. I mean, I was ready to get out of the car and park it and be done with the car. Uh, but I was okay with it at that point. Yeah. Um, we stayed at a really nice hotel, Chateau Versailles. Yeah, really old. Kind of in an old, old building. building hotel with the tiny little stairs and the yes. uh, winding hallways. And yeah, it's all very complex. It's not like a grid, like a, a like modern a best hotel. Western. Yeah, yeah, Best Western. Um, I thought it was so, nice. Yeah. It was close to a subway stop. We were downtown. Um, we kind of parked the car for pretty much the entire weekend and just used transit. Yeah, but that was the first thing that seemed really different to me. Maybe this is one of those interesting things about expectations. Uh, I've never really thought of the idea of driving to a hotel and then them telling you we don't have parking here. 
I thought that was kind of <laughs> strange. Like, I don't know, I've just gotten used to that idea. It's like once you get to the hotel, you're able to deposit your car usually somewhere mm-hmm. and get on your way. But uh, that wasn't even an option. They're like, oh, we have like a first come, first serve. I think for that little piece of road that fit like three cars in it. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, you gotta go down the street to find the parking lot for mm-hmm. a 24 hour parking, which was fine. It's just that that was different to me. Anyway, mm-hmm. continue. Well, I'm glad they had that option. Like, it's not like there was no parking at all. Yeah, it's but like, that's not their parking lot. Like, no, that's a uh, just a commercial parking lot that happens to be close mm-hmm. by. And they're like, yeah, so you just go over there. See you when you get back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought that was different. Okay. Uh, yeah, so got to the hotel. So this was Saturday and uh, took off exploring. Uh, one thing that I think is cool about Montreal is they have a nice weekend transit pass where it's basically uh, 13 bucks for all you can travel transit uh, starting Friday night at 6 and ending Monday at 1 a.m. Yeah. So covers your whole weekend. So we got uh, onto some transit and went down to Old Montreal area. Yeah. And that's a that's a very big plus if, when we get into comparing cities later on. Uh, their passes are mm-hmm. Far more impressive than what they're doing in Toronto. It just prints it on a little piece of paper. It's got one of those little chip things that you see on credit cards. Mm-hmm. Not sure how it works, but whether you're going on the train or going on a bus, they all have the detectors. You just tap it and it goes ding green and you've, you're you're set. Yep. And it's like, that's so simple. Mm-hmm. It looks very cost effective. Yep. Like, it's I like, would argue. Wow. And I think, you know, value for your money it's always kind of annoying when you want a weekend pass in toronto and it's just saturday and sunday and when i went to go visit my friends i was coming in on friday night so i was like oh well do i have to pay for like the subway to go home with you and she's like no no it it's friday at six and i was like yeah. oh fantastic yeah that's nice <laughs> but also i don't know if it's changed but i remember getting day passes a long time ago before i started getting metro passes and mm-hmm. it's like they give you this piece of paper where you have to scratch like a lotto yep. ticket and yep pick the number, pick the months, and you're scratching those off. And then they also write it in big Sharpie marker at the bottom. And it's yep. like, this is the pass that I have to yes. now show to humans because yes. like, you can't get into any of the automated like uh, entrances because it's a it's a lotto ticket. Like That's correct. It's so weird. Yep. So, yeah, there's a, there's a point for Montreal right there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we went down to Old Montreal, which is a very cool spot of town, um, you know, like cobblestone streets and lots of restaurants and um, kind of vendors outside. Very European vibe. Very European. Very, very mm-hmm. much. Uh, also extremely busy because it was the long weekend. Yeah. So there were lots of uh, tourists and people visiting. Mm-hmm. So quite a number of people around, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing... Um, it was a long weekend, so no one was working um, in the particular field of construction. But I definitely noticed it seemed like the entire city was full of construction. It doesn't feel like, I know people complain about Toronto, but mm-hmm. usually there is a spot that is somewhere on your commute where there's construction. And it's like, yeah. oh, that sucks. You know, at my halfway point, I have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. But imagine your commute where 100% of your trip was construction. Yeah. <laughs> because it was everywhere. Like, it didn't make any sense. It's like, how many construction workers work in the city? Like, they, how, how is this even possible? It's too much of an endeavor. Like, mm-hmm. from the moment we got in, 
with the highway off ramps. It seemed like the entire highway was going under a massive construction yep. thing yep. where they were changing all of the ramps and different ways <laughs> to get in. Then we got to the main street and it's like the main street is under construction. We get off the hotel and we decide to go visit some universities and all the universities are under construction. It's just like, what? How is this possible? Yeah, there were basically this, orange construction cones everywhere. This, this city is going to be gorgeous in like four years when everything's done, I guess, and there'll be nothing else to fix. I don't know. Yeah. So there was a lot, a lot of construction to work your way around. Uh, but mm-hmm. I feel like on foot, when we were just taking the subway and walking, was much easier to handle. Oh, it was very doable. Mm-hmm. But uh, it made uh, bus travel pretty impossible, actually. Well, we got, what do you mean it made bus travel impossible? Well, because a lot of the times they wouldn't show up or the stops would have moved. And one time we were at the stop that Mm -hmm. moved and the driver just drove by and gave us a wave and like (laughs) kept going. And it was like, there were multiple times where the buses were just not dependable. As far as the trains themselves, Mm -hmm. super fine. Yeah. They worked fine. But uh, there were numerous instances where the buses were not a good option. We just walked. Yeah. So... We did. And I'm not sure if that was a combination of construction, long weekend hours. Yeah, we probably had the worst of everything. Yeah, just generally maybe not a good time to try and navigate using buses because I didn't have that, didn't have too bad a time with buses before. But I do know like Toronto, the Sunday schedule is a bit different. So that could have affected things. No, and I've had had it happen here too where they drive by you Mm -hmm. and just give you the wave (laughs) thanks i guess i'll wait 12 minutes for the next one or just walk uh yeah so we had some some food in old montreal i feel like this is kind of where you want a montrealer to give you like a recommendation of where like the best place is to eat because we just kind of had you know so so food wasn't like Oh, that first place. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was pretty boring. Yeah. So I feel like this is a good time to, you know, explore those contacts. But nevertheless, uh, we had some food, got back to the hotel, relaxed, um, met up with the bride and groom. They had a little kind of pub night, I guess. Pre-party. Yeah, pre-party because they knew a lot of people were coming in from out of town and would have been there Saturday night. So that was really nice of them, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Got to catch up with some old high school friends. Yeah, that I haven't seen in a while. So that was really nice. Um, And then uh, headed home. And Sunday, where'd we go on Sunday? That's when we We went went to the universities. Yes. And uh, to uh, not repeat our mistake from the previous day, instead Mm -hmm. of consulting a French person, I consulted Google on where the best smoked meat sandwich is in Montreal (laughs) for something they're famous for. And much like you said, it ended up being... Schwartz's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So this is where I went with uh, my friend last time I was in town. And we kind of went on an off off time. So we actually got to sit in In the the seated area um, and have our sandwiches there. So that was um, a lot of fun. But I also knew from her, she said, oh, well, the window just down from here is the takeout window. Yeah. Uh, so usually that's what I do when I come get my sandwich. And I'm like, okay, good to know. Yeah. So at this place, there were two lines. Yes. And this is where, uh, I guess, the locals laugh at the tourists because they don't know. So one line is going into the restaurant, and I yep. guess a lot of people were waiting to be sat down or yes. whatever. Maybe they were trying to get takeout too and just didn't know any better. But I didn't understand it because it's such a lovely day. It's like, mm-hmm. why would you want to go inside or stand in this line that's going around the <laughs> block like it was mm-hmm. long? So we found the entrance to the takeout side. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we, 
little bit of technical there. All right, I think it's good. Uh, and met with the second line, but it, it was pretty fast. Like they were very efficient with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it, it was worth it. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. Shorts. And I knew there was a park nearby, or we looked on the map, and there was a park mm-hmm. within walking distance. So we just basically went to the. Um, it's the big park in Montreal. It's where the mountain is. Yeah, that was yeah. a fun. Uh, that was a fun little learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know Montreal was based on there being a, a mountain called yeah. Mount Royal in the <laughs> yeah. middle of the town. That makes sense when you do the Mont Royal yes. uh, pronunciation, but I mean, the English has really butchered it with Montreal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's, that's not even Mount. It's not Montreal. <laughs> Montreal. Like, how would you know that? Yeah. Oh, it's weird. And it's a really lovely park and it was a really nice day out. So we just yeah. sat in the grass and had our smoked meat sandwiches. They're really good. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. That was a highlight. So that me. was a good experience. And yeah, really efficient. We could get in and out. And, you know, it was a long weekend. So there was a lot of people there, but I knew that this takeout window was an option. Yeah. And then uh, then the wedding, which was awesome. Yes. And then the and trip home, great. which was challenging. Oh, man. That was long. Because of construction. Yes. It construction. Took us, uh, it took us about an hour just to get out of Montreal and onto the main highway. Yes. Just because so. there was so much construction and so many detours. Mm-hmm. And uh, the detours would be unclear, and then the detours would lead you off the road, and then... Yeah, and there was a point where I accidentally... We were on the highway, all was good, and then I accidentally exited the highway. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had to figure out how to get back on it, and you're trying to follow signs, and it was just... Yeah. It was a little bit difficult and trying and you just wanted to get home <laughs> and yeah. get back in one piece. So so at this yeah. time, I kind of want us to sort of maybe bullet point it. Like mm-hmm. what are some of your, I don't know, favorite things or your initial, what are your impressions of Montreal after this trip? Uh, my impressions are uh, really, it was nice to see different parts of Montreal. I think it has, um, like Toronto has pockets of the city that are really cool mm-hmm. um to go check out um so like old montreal um the park mm-hmm. um i wouldn't say that the university was very no like eye-catching like how a uft is well i mean in some ways it did because montreal has a ton of old buildings yes um, i would say sometimes it seems like more maybe because it's concentrated whereas yeah. toronto is very spread out mm-hmm. um but definitely some of those universities just had gorgeous old buildings. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly even like the arena. Yeah, the Bell Center we walked yeah. by there. That was cool. That was very nice. To see different parts. Um, I would say the food at the wedding at Schwartz's. Oh, incredible. The cafe that we went to on our last day there oh, yeah, was, was also pretty good. Yeah, the sandwich place. That was a place recommended by someone who lives in Montreal. So. What's the name of that? Let's plug it. Central Paul. Cafe Central Paul. Um, very close to the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my impressions compared to last time. So last time I was like, it's all about graffiti, dirtiness. Smelly, yeah. And, homeless know, not people. Not so much smelly and homeless people. So this time my impression was graffiti everywhere, uh-huh. lots of homeless people, and lots of cra- traffic. Lots of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually increased. There's more things to add to it. Uh-huh. Um we did find uh, we did find our way to the place I went last time, which was kind of cool. It was at the Sheraton Center the first time I went to Montreal. And once mm-hmm. I sort of pieced back all the memories and found out where it was, I got to see 
where my initial impression was, but in the daytime, in a nice summery day. And uh, one nice thing is they did clean up the park I went to.、Um, mm-hmm. All the statues in that park were, they had graffiti all over it. Like, and that's not something I normally see in the city, I guess, in, in、uh, sorry, Toronto. But I guess it does happen from time to time, but they at least、mm-hmm. clean that up. But still, in general, like, there's, there was more graffiti in Montreal than I see, I would say, normally in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you were debating with me when I was there, but like they would have it on their handicap signs, they would have it on their parking meters, they would have it on the side of the hospital, like they just had it everywhere, and even in places that you wouldn't normally think to do it.、Mm-hmm. Um, like、uh, bridges and、uh, stuff like that. Like even on、thinking? the in the,、uh, the university, like the.、Mm-hmm. The name of the, the, the building you're at.、Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the McGill, whatever building.、Yeah. And there's a little drawing of a guy saying, You say so? What? And it's like, Okay. Man, I have some trouble with this audio today. Oh boy. Gonna need to buy a new cable for next time. Ooh, sounds good. Yeah.、Um, I do wanna, I don't know if you wanna add to that.、Um, maybe I have, an, I have another point. But wanna, maybe you go first. And I, wanna, I do want to put in a positive because I don't want to、yes. just be that negative guy. <laughs>、um, one thing coming into Montreal, I expected to get a bit of is our country is kind of famously conflicted with the French and the English.、Um, and certainly there's the separatist、uh, motions and things like that.、Um, I thought I'd go into Montreal and get a bit of a, uh, a sense um, similar to how I did when I went to Paris, where it's like they don't really like you. Being in their country, or uh,、um, I don't know how to explain it. Just this,、uh, we're better than you philosophy or something,、mm-hmm. but I did not get anything like that. Like, everyone in Montreal is very friendly.、Um, their, uh, their English is very good. They don't mind switching between both of them, like at least in the、mm-hmm. service industry. You never had any in,、uh, issues with that. So, yeah, it was a very, very positive place. Uh, as far as people went.、Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. I would say so. I, got, I get the same feeling in Montreal as I did when I went to Quebec City, which is I really just enjoy being immersed in a place where I can use my French and my English、mm-hmm. kind of at the same time. And I don't know what it is or why I feel this way, but just being able to read the signs in a different language, being able to navigate that.、Um, Being able to hear a different language and understand what, what they're saying,、um, announcements, even. I'm not sure what it is, but I really like that, like that feeling. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate, but, and I wonder what it'll be like going to other countries, like especially like Holland,、mm-hmm. where、uh, they have really, really, really long names for everything,、mm-hmm. and it has like 27 consonants and two vowels. <laughs> Um, but one thing I did notice, it, it was kind of hard to get around in Montreal because if you consult Google Maps, all of their road names are much longer than they would be in English just because it's Rue de or Boulevard de blah, blah, blah. And、uh, it was really hard to just see the name of the streets. You'd have to zoom in really, really close to find the name of the streets. Ah, <laughs> that's, okay. That's not,、like、okay. A, that's not a complaint to Montreal. It's just an interesting. Problem with、uh, Google Maps while、mm-hmm. we were there. It was very difficult to navigate just because the, the、mm-hmm. names of the streets. And even reading the signs, it was like if you want to get to,、uh, I'm going to try to come up with an example,、uh, Flower Street or something,、mm-hmm. uh, 
when you're looking for the sign, you want you want to find flower first, right? Like that's what uh-huh. your instinct is. But you need to read Boulevard de blah 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 flower is the name of the street. So you have to kind of glaze over the first few words that aren't that important. It's just an interesting thing about you know grammar of French. Can I also mention how in downtown Montreal they have all these maps to help you navigate? Oh yeah. And it appears that instead of just having north, south, east, west consistently as north, south, east, west, they would rotate the map yeah, based on where while, you yeah. were located. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> you so, said that was a trick they're pulling on tourists because it was funny. Like we would, uh, yeah, you would see these maps and it's like, oh well, this is kind of nice. They're letting you know mm-hmm. how to get around this. Uh, city if you're mm-hmm. unfamiliar with it and uh yeah we'll say okay we just got ahead in this direction for a while and then we went what we thought was that direction for a while and yep. then all of a sudden the map's upside down it's like how, how come the lake is now north of us yeah how did that even happen like we didn't cross any water did we is it no like what it just shifted yep. and we walked to the next one and the map is set up with like west at the top and it's like this is just wow And I think it must have, like, obviously someone did a survey to be like, you know, people can follow the map easier if you rotate it at this point because they're standing on a certain Well, that was my theory for a while that, yeah, that the way you're facing is the way the map is, but Mm -hmm. it actually isn't that because I I tested that when we were, I think, at McGill Mm -hmm. and it was facing west Mm -hmm. when the road was going north. So it still wasn't right. And it was confusing because, like, we were trying to find old Montreal, which is the south end of the city. And all of a sudden, the map's sideways. And you're like, well, now now south is left. <laughs> yeah. That, that seems weird. So that was also just a fun discovery while we were there. Just, just something fun. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about comparing it to some other c- cities. Sure. Um, so I came, we came into Montreal and I was thinking, you know what? Montreal traffic is not as bad as Edmonton. Edmonton had all these one-way streets and streets that were closed off and it was hard to read the signs. That was difficult to navigate Edmonton. But then when we were leaving Montreal, I was like, nope, Montreal's worse. (laughs) But it's kind of the same thing then. You're talking about one-way streets and a lot of construction. Like when we were in Edmonton, it was horrible because one of the uh, one of the bridges, they have three bridges running through Edmonton over the water. Mm-hmm. And one of them was closed and the second one was, half of it was closed. So it only go one way. Mm-hmm. So we were down to one bridge for everyone getting around the city on one bridge. It's pretty, that's pretty bad. It's probably not like mm-hmm. that right now. Just no. like we oh, happen to go to Montreal and there's traffic everywhere, but there is a ton of one-way streets there too. That was really brutal for trying to get out of the city. Yes. And trying to get to a certain, we just need to get there. Where is the one-way street for us to get there? Yeah. Overall, um, I'd say it's very comparable. I, yeah. I, I While I was in Montreal, I was really getting mad at Montreal but uh, for, for construction and trying to get out of it. But they're probably comparable mm-hmm. overall. Um, I would say, you know, the people are nice. Friendly people. Oh, similar. Yep. I, we've met very friendly people in uh, St. John's. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Super friendly. And I would say we also met um, friendly people like when we were in the interior of BC. Oh, yeah. Um, where, you know, very, very small time. Stuff, yeah. Very, very small towns. Uh, they were also really nice, really accommodating. Um, yeah, just so. In general, I guess mm-hmm. Canadians are friendly. Yes. Yes, we are. Let's talk about transit because that's a big one mm-hmm. that we really experienced with um it was interesting because uh montreal also being under construction all the subway stops seemed like they were half built um but it looked like 
they were putting a lot of effort into, um, well, certainly the transit pass, which was super modern. Mm -hmm. And the stations themselves looked really like new or they're under construction and being new, but they're really big. Like Mm -hmm. they had huge ceilings. It was just really, really large. It's like it was designed to fit a lot of people. But in contrast, the trains looked ancient. Like they look like they're from the 70s (laughs) and they're super tiny and it doesn't look like it would fit anyone. They're really crowded. So it's like you have these platforms that are super big and it's like, look at all the space you can fit and all the people you could fit here. But then you got to go and squeeze into an itty bitty train from the (laughs) 70s that looks kind of like garbage. Well, and I think my friend was saying there are new trains out there. So so I don't know what those are like. Um, I don't know how they're going to get any bigger unless they make them super tall, make them double deckers. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think they just, um, I don't know how they'd make them uh, bigger, but you know, you can certainly redesign things so you can fit people into trains a little better. Yeah, I did. What I liked about the subway train was reading the um, emergency exit procedure in which you're supposed to grab one of the chairs and it rotates down in a certain way, which (laughs) reveals a hidden switch, which you then pull and do like a turn on. And it's like, this is so James Bondy. And it's like, you had to rotate and empty a chair to to do this. Like Mm -hmm. in Toronto, it's like, break this thing, pull lever. (laughs) Smashy, smashy, but no, it's uh, it's James Bondian in Montreal. Very cool. Well, maybe the new trains are a little bit more easy to operate. Out of the way, old lady. <laughs> I gotta throw your chair off. Procedures. Um, yeah, transit passes are cheaper in Montreal too. Just monthly passes. Yeah, significantly. Um, although yeah, the fare is the same. Cash fare is the same. Three twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found, you know, maybe being from Toronto, I'm used to a subway map and system, but I found. Once we got our bearings, it was pretty easy to navigate yeah, the system comparable. there. I would say it's the same, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's good. What else do you want to compare it on? Um, well, do you agree with me with the graffiti? Have I, have I convinced you yet about that? Yes. I think it's more prevalent. Okay. Um, I think they clean it up a little in the summertime because you were like, it is everywhere. They cover the statues. I'm like, the statue's clean. What are you talking about? Uh, one more thing. Uh-huh. Um, I liked, it's going with that European feel again of Montreal. Okay. Um, I liked how they handled making like summertime balconies oh. or patios, uh-huh. uh, for all the restaurants. What they do is they essentially build these like wooden platforms that go over half of the sidewalk and into where would be the parking space on the road. Mm-hmm. So they actually take up a large part of the road, mm-hmm. which I'm sure makes driving horrible, but. It seems like in the winter, that's where all the snow would be. And then in the summer, that's where they put their little patio. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a cute European, you're out on the road kind of thing. And it's, yeah. it's very nice pretty feel. and stuff. But I thought that was interesting. I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. them doing that, like in King Street. Like, could you imagine? Oh, my gosh. There would be a war <laughs> if that happened. Literally, everyone in a car would be like, what are you doing? You Just can't honking because yep. they're stuck behind a patio. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Move the patio. Yeah, we have trouble installing bike lanes, let alone. <laughs> oh, drivers. Drivers in Montreal. They were probably uh, crazy. They were There's a lot of impatient. tailgating <laughs> and a lot of just like right into each other. And, and I don't know if... Oh, yeah, that was something we talked about for... Uh, uh, I think it was Banff. It was like how all, everyone had squealing tires all the time. But that was probably mm. because of their tire pressure was my theory for a while. Okay, yeah. Um, but in Montreal, it's just like I always heard like cars squealing and honking, honking and 
thumps. You'd hear little thunks in the Duke's distance. I think they're just always like ramming into each other. (laughs) It seemed pretty crazy. Uh, Yes, they're maybe a little bit impatient of all drivers in Canada that I've experienced driving with. Yeah, it was was different. Very different culture for sure. Uh, The people don't seem that fast though. I, okay, I definitely yep. felt like a Torontonian trying to get around city. It was like, mm-hmm. I want to get to my point B. I'm at point A. Mm-hmm. And this is like, boom, direct. Yes. Direct speed, got my yes. pace up. And so <laughs> yeah. it's like, do, 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 do. And uh, I do notice like in Toronto, when you're in transit, there are those people that annoy us, like our pet peeves uh, episode. that will just stop all of a sudden mm-hmm. while you're trying to move. But mm-hmm. in general, it's kind of a thing of beauty during uh, major peak times how how much people are almost like a single organism moving <laughs> from the train down the things and out the passages it's like that's we're like cattle it's yeah. pretty hilarious but it's efficient and yes. i've actually gotten very used to it and i like that so um also wanted to mention yeah. they are biking in montreal oh yeah a lot <laughs> yeah bixie bikes bixie bikes are huge mm-hmm. uh they have bike lanes pretty much everywhere yeah. And everyone is either on a Bixie bike or some other regular bike. They've got bike stands that are full outside cafes, restaurants, mm-hmm. wherever. It seems like it's a big bike culture there. Yeah. And that was cool to see because it always seemed like bike culture was huger in Vancouver. And that made mm-hmm. sense because of the climate. Yep. And it's like, well, Toronto will never be able to do that because Toronto's always cold or that we have winters mm-hmm. and long this and salt and traffic. Mm-hmm. But it's like, Montreal, the streets are way smaller. That's another thing. Yep. They're already really tiny. And they're like, yeah, we're going to still fit a bike lane in here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to still make it easy for people to bike. Yep. So that was impressive. And uh, we do need to take a note about that for Toronto. That mm-hmm. was quite, quite impressive. Yep. And their transit signals seem to be, you know, aligned for accommodating mm-hmm. pedestrians and bikers. And Although it was confusing. Yes. Because there were a lot of instances where both sides had a red light and no one's moving. Yes. And maybe that's why they're so uh, fast and irritant when they are moving. It's like, we got to make the most of the time when we don't have a red light and everyone's just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you go back to Montreal? Um, probably not. Okay. Would you make it a stop if we were doing like a tour of like Quebec, other Quebec cities, New Brunswick? I almost would want to see something new, mm-hmm. something different. Okay. Um, I feel I've checked it off my list, I guess. Okay. Um, there's nothing particularly about it that would make me want to go back. Sad Fair to enough. say. <laughs> That's okay. Because we, we do have cities in Canada where we are like, we yeah. would go back there in an instant. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to St. John's. Yeah. Um, and when I was in Montreal, I really wanted to go back to Toronto. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. Nope, that's fair. Uh, so yeah, anything else you want to add to that point? No, I think that's good. I think that's uh, mm-hmm. that's all of my points from Montreal. We actually we're going on pretty long here, so oh boy, there's one more thing I did want to hit on with this podcast. Yes, I will say that I will go back and visit Montreal. I yeah. can go visit my friends by myself and take the train. Yeah. So I can is that for that. your friends though? Is that because of the city? Like, did you were you swept up in the magic of it? Um, like I said, I love going to. I think I just like going to Quebec. Anywhere mm. in Quebec, I yeah, think it's I fun like and to, magical. I would like to see other parts of Quebec. Actually, I'd yeah. like to. I think I went to Quebec City when I was really young. Quebec City like, is cool. I, I want to really see like that. It. And it I has a lot. Well, Montreal has a lot of history, but Quebec City has a lot mm-hmm. of history and just kind of you know famous 
landmarks or places you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think visiting Quebec during, you know, maybe a, a winter with like Carnival or something would be fun. Yes, I Bonhomme. would be up for that. Uh, yeah, but that is Montreal. Let's finish up. Mm-hmm. Finish up with our, our podcast for today. We need to move on to our weekly feature, TV Time. Mm-hmm. And thanks to a listener, we decided to pick up Futurama. And yes. we're two weeks into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've seen seven or eight episodes now. Mm-hmm. And Diane has an announcement. I am done watching Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> it did not resonate with her. I, I tried it out, and I think I gave it a fair shot, but I think it's just not not my sense of humor. I just, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm not, not yeah. really enjoying it. I can see the clever parts to it. So and, what, and what they're trying to point out, but I'm just, I'm just like not interested. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> is, is the basic breakdown. I'm just like really tired of, of watching. Yeah. So, so I what I wish I did uh-huh. is what we should have done as I should have had a prediction for how many episodes before you would be out. Cause I nice. had a feeling that's what was going to happen. And I think that is on log is that I'm, I'm not sure how you're going to feel about this mm-hmm. one. Cause it's a, a cartoon series and two, because I knew that sense of humor was not necessarily your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, if I may, I, I want to say I've actually really been enjoying it. Yeah, and I think I know why. Okay. Um, I don't know if this would happen if I continued on, but certainly this first season, it's like from 1999, and I don't know if it just has, there's just something very nostalgic about it. So even though I'm not really familiar with the series, the mentality of the writers... Uh, the kind of style of how they were doing TV shows or the voice actors. Uh, it's very 1999 and that's a very nostalgic time for me. That's hmm. a really cool time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're just getting, it was me just getting into my 20s. So it's like, that's a really good time in my life. And it, it brings me mm-hmm. back to that and it makes me kind of happy. Nice. Just, just seeing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's directly from the show, but it certainly hits a nostalgic feeling without being something I'd seen from back then. Yes. Um, another neat thing that I've noticed, and I remember always hearing about this, is a lot of the people that write for Futurama are like engineers, mathematicians, and like scientists. There's a lot of really smart people that work on mm-hmm. that show. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of sight gags that are super hidden that I noticed. Like I saw these okay. like binary code was being used for their apartment buildings. And they do put in little scientific facts that are obviously false like the characters will say and you're Mm -hmm. like that doesn't sound right either i learned something or they're totally effing with me yeah and it makes you want to look it up so Mm -hmm. it's a very clever show and i did i do like that about it Mm -hmm. um and i think you're certainly enjoying it like you get a good laugh out of out of the humor and what's going on oh yeah it's got a very different it's a different kind of humor it's not like right in your face i appreciate it's not a you know, a laugh track comedy where it's like they tell you where the jokes are. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the timing and stuff is, it's really up to you mm-hmm. to either get it or don't get it yes. or fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> so I feel like you'll continue with watching. Yeah, I'm going to finish the season. I, mm-hmm. you know, I paid for it. So um, I guess the question will be if I continue to season two after that. Mm-hmm. I would like to watch a show with you though. So it looks like we're in the search for another one. Uh, yes. Slash, I think we've decided that next year we're going to subscribe to get some basketball. Oh yeah, we can do that. So that we can watch, watch more basketball and cheer on our Raptors. Hmm. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But, but that's, you know, a while away. 
that is a couple, while away. We got a summer, but we have a summer of cottages and trips, and apparently, yeah, we're just going all over the place. So yes, tomorrow is a is a not tomorrow. This weekend coming up is a is a rest weekend, so yeah, we can recoup. So who knows what it'll be our topic next week? Mm-hmm. We'll find out. But it's episode number twenty, right? Oh my goodness, yes. Hey, that's exciting. Yes, it is. But if anyone would like to suggest another show for us to attempt to enjoy together, mm-hmm. send us an email at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, our website is also available at ordinaryday.ca. And... Field Processor, we already, we already plug them. But oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're great Check musicians. Check them out. Good podcast, <laughs> fieldprocessor.com. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's it. So until next time... Take one more for the road. road.